trying to reach. What number is this? What number are you trying to reach? I don't know. Well, I think you have the wrong number. Do I? It happens. Take it easy. Hello? I'm sorry. I guess I dialed the wrong number. Uh, well, so why'd you dial it again? To apologize. You're forgiven. Bye now. Wait, wait. Don't hang up. What? I want to talk to you for a second. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I don't know. Mine is Friends with Benefits with Chris and also Chris. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast. It's Halloween season, and we've got plenty of tricks and treats to go around. If you don't believe us, just ask our dear friend, the Crypt Keeper. The closest thing to dead air you'll find on the scare waves. Man, I forgot we had a Halloween intro. Yes, we do. I forgot. And so I loaded them. I loaded them up into the soundboard today. I was pumped, man. I said, it's Halloween season. And what would Halloween season be without our custom intros? So here we are. The only problem is now I can't talk over it. So, because it's already over. Boo. Can't talk over it, but that's okay. We'll get, we'll just jump right, right into it. Uh, because, like, as the intro says, I am Chris. I am also Chris. I'll tell you what we can do, though. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, now we won't do that. We, we never mind. I was going to okay. be like, we'll just play the white zombie music, but it's got all the talking and stuff over it. So, just never mind. It's fine. It's fine. We just won't. We just won't have it. We just won't have it. Um, oh, wait. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. As the name says, I'm Chris, also Chris. And together, we... We'll just do this one. Oh, there we go. It'll work. Uh, together, we are... The number one highest rated Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network show. The number one merch mover in the entire TN2M public store it's almost time kids no sale again this weekend no no they're waiting they're waiting for a ha- they're, they're gonna do a, a, a halloween sale you know it oh yeah you know it it's probably gonna be either like next weekend <coughs> or the weekend after um they'll have a up to 35 percent off sale where you can get all your good stuff um so You'll get be able to get all your merch with our faces on it, which we greatly appreciate. And uh, so there, there'll be that. You can help us get even further ahead in all of the show sales because we like being number Yay. one. Man, we had a hell of a good episode. I had to make a post about it. We had that one episode uh, a couple weeks ago that like the the start of our halloween season was our like 50 uh, we've this is episode number 161 by the way and really yeah episode 161 and 2 weeks ago was our 15th highest rated episode of all time which is pretty impressive yeah we like most of you yeah we like yeah most of you there's some of you that i just don't like yeah that's true and i hope i don't see you at scarefest <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that out there but i hope you don't mean that about me because no, i won't be there i won't see you. that makes me sad that makes me legitimately 
physically sad um, that I won't see you at Scarefest. That I won't see you at ScaryCon. But we're going to talk more about that at ScaryCon next week. By the way, do we want to tell them about the special start time next week? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Next week, it will be on a Monday. We're going to do the show on Monday Monday the 17th instead of the 18th. We're going to be live on the 17th. So adjust your calendars appropriately. And I'll still post it. See, that's going to be the advantage is if you listen live, you'll hear it two days before it goes live uh, for everybody else. Uh, on the the podcast because I'll I'll put it up like regular I'll upload it regularly uh, according to the schedule so it will go up Wednesday morning but you'll get to hear it Monday night if you want to listen early you'll get a super sneak preview super sneaky sneaky yeah you know that's right and last week man I gotta tell you last week since last week I've gotten. At least three. I think it was four. I was I was not feeling great over the weekend, so I I can't keep track. Uh, three or four people like independently texted me and were just were we're talking about how much they loved hearing about all the different Halloween uh, scripts and uh, sequels, prequels, crossovers, and reboots that never got made. They were loving all of that, man. Yeah, dude, it was a, a fun episode and. God, got a lot of good feedback, too. I felt good about it. Yeah, uh, which perfect timing because on Friday, if 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 you're if you're into that kind of thing and you want to prep yourself before the inevitable disappointment of Halloween kills, um, you can go back and listen to that episode because Friday is when that starts uh, in theaters and streaming on Peacock, which I I will stream it because I feel like I'm going to be pissed if I waste the money to go see it in theaters. So I said it. I feel like if I go to theaters, yeah. I'm going to feel like it's a waste. So I'm not doing it. I'll stream it at no, home. Neither am I. Neither am I. I finally dragged myself to the finish of Jeepers Creepers 4 and my God, it's bad. Yeah, I had so uh, much I, hope. I knew it was bad when Jeepers Creepers um, three has a better rating on Letterboxd. I yeah, I. Oh, can if, if if we're talking about movies, can I uh, go on my Terrifier two rant real quick? Oh yeah, please tell me that it's horrible. It's dog shit. I knew it. I knew and it was I gonna be the first one. Like I really enjoy the first one. Uh, well, if that's if 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 you love the first one and you hate the second one, I thought the first one was all right, and I think it had bits so, of good stuff. But oh, I'm gonna so hate you know, it. like the 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 parts of Terrifier, the first one I enjoyed were Art the Clown is at its heart a stalker, but that does graphic like you know, but you know the gore was still over the top and everything, but like the way he like stalked the girls and stalked like you know everything about the movie and like it was set creepily the second one's just fucking gore porn and the um the two main characters are a 16 year old girl and his 12 year old or her 12 year old brother uh understandably it's hollywood the girl playing the uh 16 year old is probably in her late teens early 20s somewhere in the Probably, I would guess, 19 to 24 range. You okay. Know? Still playing a 16-year-old. Yeah. Oh, I don't like where this is going. They have a shower scene with it. You don't see anything, but they still show her showering. And I'm just like, I'm so wildly uncomfortable with it. And, you know, it, it took everything that made art creepy and just got rid of it. And there were so many fucking plot hole questions and it had Chris Jericho. So, you. <laughs> hey, where and, was his wife? Like, N- never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to start that. Whereabouts. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there was just so much dumb shit. Like. And the weirdest part is. Like, one of my friends I went with, uh, third leg of the show, Justin Stewart. Yeah. 
He hated he hated it too. He like I gave it one and a half on Letterboxd. He gave it one. Ugh. Uh my friend Tyler that went with us says if it had been a ninety minute cut if it had been ninety minutes instead of two and a half hours, he would have given it four and a half out of five. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's way I too had long. Two other people message me after the movie being like, Oh, did you love it? I thought it was great. And I was like, I kind of thought it was a wet fart. Yeah. And friend of the show, Josh Thacker, he and his wife were there. They both hated it. But like it's sitting at something insane, like a ninety-two on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I got a lot of problems with Rotten Tomatoes that we won't get into at this point. Um, I think it's odd that on IMDb, a site that is known for criminally low ratings for a lot of movies, it's sitting at a 7.5. Yeah, 7.5, 87 on Rotten Tomatoes, 91 on Fandango. And I think the last time I checked Letterboxd, it's like a fucking... uh, it's like a fucking three point. Yeah. Three point seven. And man, I just fucking hate it. Wow. And we've talked about this. Like we're both kind of completionists on things we buy. Yeah. Like especially movie series. Yep. Not buying the sequel. Man, I, it... I, I don't own, I don't own Halloween kills yet. I, I, I will inevitably own Halloween kills when they put out a three pack. I bought it because it's of Halloween kills and if ends is good. If it's yeah. not good either, then I'm happy with my 2018 Halloween and calling that the end of the series for me. Yeah, I bought kills because it was $15 for the 4K Blu-ray combo pack. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to see it less than this. And it had an alternate ending. So I was like, let's see if this one's better. Spoiler, it's not. But I'm telling you, it's no... Halloween Resurrection. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Dude, I saw that in 4K. Oh, my gosh. I think you would like it if you watched it in 4K, is all I'm saying. Resurrection? It's not going to make the movie yeah. and the no. story No, don't trust better. me. Dude, You just, just trust me. If you watch it in 4K, you'll probably like it better. Just you got, you got, Just trust me on this one. You shouldn't trust me. It doesn't change the movie at all. <laughs> I just want you to watch it again in 4K because, uh, you know, it. I love it. It's got the kid from Rookie in the Year, Rookie of the Year, in it, man. Yeah, that was that was so funny. Tony had him as a guest on the radio show. Dear friend of the show, Tony Rose had him on the show uh, to pitch some some thing he was working on, and I was like. You're lucky that I that you didn't schedule that on a day that I was there because I would talk nothing but Halloween Resurrection with him and he would never come back to you. <laughs> he would blacklist you and never come back to your show ever. So let's all be happy about that because I would just be like, tell me all about Halloween Resurrection and what was it like on set? What was it like? Did you get to meet Busta Rhymes? Yes. How was Busta Rhymes? How was Tyra Banks? Uh, How were the the, those boobies? Like, just tell me all about it. All about it. It's a three-hour show. You can talk to me about it. It's fine. You know, that's what I would do with it. That's what I would do. But we're not here to talk about Halloween. And Buster Rhymes, as I sent you that picture, and you were just like, "Boy, you better stop." <laughs> <laughs> I did. I sat by the door waiting for the Amazon guy to drop that off on Thursday. I got it. I promptly ripped it open, took the Curse of Michael Myers disc, threw it over my shoulder, took the H two O disc, set it down gently next to me, and I held the Resurrection disc in my arms. And I just said, it's finally Halloween season. It can commence. And all of them came with like with the slip covers, which are really high quality slip covers. So I've kept them all because now I have all of them from that. Uh, that set, except for the first one, because I already have the 4K first one and I don't want to rebuy it. So. I don't want to pay. It's like $25 to buy it again. And I'm like, "Ah, no, I've bought that movie so many times. 
I'm pretty much fine with how it is. Oh, that's a good question. We need to have a discussion about movie you th- or movies you think you've bought the most. Yeah. I already know I know my answer, but then I've got a surprising couple answers of movies that I've bought like multiples of that I really didn't need to. Actually, I'm willing to bet that one of our answers is the same. Really? So do you just want to go ahead and take Ghostbusters off the table? Yeah, because that one I've got, yeah. I mean, I have gone retroactively and bought that. On, like I, I probably have, I would say, close to two dozen copies of Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters 2 is close behind, so I'll, I'll just remove that entire franchise. Yeah. Because that's not fair. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that. We'll have that discussion. That'll be good. I like that. Sounds good to me. I like it. But we're here today. We said we weren't going to, but we're going to do it anyway because we're liars. That's true. But at least we're good. Look, no. No. At least we're not. No. No. At least we have big dick. No. No. Well, no. At least we have good fashion sense. No. No. At least we like good movie. No. No. At least we. Well, at least we, we like s- each other. Well, yeah. Maybe. yeah. At least we smell nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We smell decent. We shower. Okay. Yes. Yes. We shower regularly. All right. We're gonna do. We're gonna do what we did last week. We're gonna run it back, and we're gonna go over um, projected, pitched, written scripts, but not for Halloween sequels. For Freddy versus Jason, baby. Yes, a, a movie that I adore. I love how I, I love Freddy versus Jason. I love you almost it. Said Halloween I did. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know you started. To. I do love Halloween Resurrection, but um, I love Freddy versus. I I used to not like it as much as I do now. I, it, it has grown on me a lot. When I first watched it, like the first few times I watched it, I did not really enjoy it. But now I've come to like it a lot more. So I will say that it has grown on me. I appreciate it now when I didn't before. So I'm a believer now. And you would think for a movie that's been teased since Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell. In 1993, that it would be pretty, it would be a pretty easy screenplay to write. I mean, the idea of bringing them together should be pretty easy, is what you would say. But real life would tell you that you're wrong. And for thinking that, life would tell you... Go F yourself, douchebag. Because you're wrong. Because yeah. apparently it took... Listen, ten different screenplays from 17 different writers and nearly $4 million in pre-production to get just the screenplay. How? 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 It just seems so wrong. So, much like we did last week with uh, the book Taking Shape 2, we have a book in hand, Slash of the Titans, The Road to Freddy vs. Jason by Dustin McNeil. You can find it on Amazon right now. We're going to use that book to go through the 10 different... Pitches that not only were pitches, because there were hundreds of pitches, but there were 10 that made it to the script writing, like officially sent to New Line, like New Line officially commissioned out to be made versions. So we're going to look at those. And I've got plot summaries of all of them, and we're going to decide if we like any of these better than the version of Freddy versus Jason that we got. It's going to be an uphill battle because we both like Freddy versus Jason in the version that we got. So, all right, here we go. All right, let's do this. All right, the Abernathy draft. 
A psycho cult kidnaps a young girl to marry Freddy so that he can be reborn in reality and take over our world. The girl's sister and her friends team with an ex-cultist to resurrect Jason in hopes that he will defeat Freddy and their cult. I have read that entire script. It sucks ass. I'm just going to go ahead and say Yeah, I've actually... I've read a decent amount of this book, too, because some just wonderful human being got it for me for Christmas oh, one year. Oh, some low-key, big hog, and handsome guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. not you. No, Definitely of not course you. not. That doesn't sound like no, me at all. No, 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 no. No. Um, that, that script yeah. is horrible. Yeah, that script is horrible, which is a bummer because based on that like three line premise, it sounds kind of tight. Like it's got the basis where like at its core, it could be pretty cool and it could be super interesting. Like I love I do enjoy the idea of like the cult of Freddy. I I think that has potential, but. It's just this is just not. This is this is not it. This is this is especially if you like I'm looking at this through the lens of bringing Freddy and Jason together in a versus matchup. And this is such a long convoluted way to go to get there. Like it's just it's an unnecessary long journey to bring the two together because you've got. Like, but judging by this, you would have like the first over half of it is like, you know, Fred, like the, 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 the cult kidnaps the girl and then her family realizes she's been kidnapped. So they have to come up with a plan. So then they decide to resurrect Jason. So then they go and then they do. You're two thirds of the way through the movie before you even see Jason at this point. That's fair. And like, how is that a versus movie? At that point, if, the, if one guy doesn't even show up for a while. The uh, the only thing I think you can do there is you start. Um, the movie starts with the kidnap. You don't establish yeah. that they're, uh, you know, you do some sort of like opening credits thing about the the cult of blah 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 call it the cult of freddy or whatever the hell you want to call it and then like you do that during your opening credits to literally establish there's a cult for freddy krueger and then the kidnapping is literally like what you go into or you do the kidnapping and then your opening credits explain the cult of freddy or something like that And then you come back with like the parents and the kid and you get you literally get Jason into the mix by the end of act one. Right. Yeah. You'd have to fast track it because like as somebody who would go into this movie as slanted more of a Friday the 13th fan, I would be pissed if Jason doesn't show up for 50 minutes into an hour and a half movie. Like I would be I'm very inclined to agree. With like you. I would legit be mad because that's the thing about this is like, there's very few people that, that will say that they like Freddie and Jason equally. You're always on one side or the other, just even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. And so, well, remember that plot because you're, you're going to hear something very familiar coming up soon. Okay. All right. Next. The Braga slash Moore draft. This one almost has me, but I don't know. There's just something about it that I can't get 100% behind. The real Jason is put on trial for his crimes. A lifelong insomniac, he's giving anesthesia for emergency surgery after being shot during the trial. This reunites him with a monster from his past, Freddy, who uses him as a doorway into reality. It's close, but it just it's not there for me all the way. Yeah. And again, like you you have to find a good way to balance the 50-50. Right. For Freddy and Jason and that leans much more again on Freddy. 
Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm, I'm not big on the, like these. I won't even say supernatural, but like these horror, you know, these contemporary horror icons, quote unquote, being brought to trial. Because there was a ton of that in the Halloween stuff where it was like two thirds of those scripts where Michael Myers is on trial and he gets convicted and this and that. And it's like, I don't, when I go to a, when I go to Freddy versus Jason, I do not want a courtroom drama. Yeah, the last thing I need to see in a Freddy vs. Jason movie is Law and Order. Like, I don't want to see somebody. I'm no big city lawyer as he's as he's you know running his hands up and down his suspenders. Like, I'm not there to see courtroom procedure. I'm not there to see you know objection hearsay. Like, I'm I'm there to see people getting slaughtered, and that's that's not it. Um, if you're gonna do that. Yeah, it's completely realistic that someone's going to go to the courthouse and try and shoot him and this and that. But it also retcons the fact where uh, apparently Jason is a lifelong insomniac, which has never been talked about in any of the previous movies. So I don't know where that comes in, but I guess they thought that that was going to be a thing. So um I guess so retconning a bunch not better than the one we got next no. this one has me until the last sentence the Briggs draft because this opens up a whole new world and I'm like the more I think about it the more I'm actually kind of excited about it the Briggs draft survivors from previous sequels team up with an FBI agent to stop an evil prophecy involving Freddy and Jason on New Year's Eve 1999 the Titans that is so stupid it's amazing you ready for the last line yes the Titans are revealed to be pawns of Thanos I swear to you that is in this book. If you have the book, go to page 237. I swear to you, under the Briggs draft. Can you imagine? Thanos. That would make Freddy and Jason MCU canon. Yeah. So a little bit of me is on board for that. I'm not going to lie. A little bit of me is like, I kind of would like to see Freddy and Jason be used by Thanos to do some stuff. But I love I love the idea of bringing back past survivors. Uh, I can see the concept of like the FBI or somebody using them and their knowledge and their skill set to try and defeat them. But it doesn't really... Like the the evil prophecy with 1999, like that gimmick, that would have aged very poorly. Oh yeah, that would have been one that you can't like. Like that would have been such a novelty that it would not have been a fun rewatch. You know, in 2015, 2017, like you couldn't just pop that one in. Like you can still with Freddy versus Jason. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, then you'd have to explain to people like you would have to explain to people now who were born in like 2001 or 2002. You'd have to explain to them all about Y2K and how everybody thought their computers were going to not work anymore and all their clocks and stuff weren't going to work and how the world was going to shut down at midnight because most computers only use two digits for the year instead of four like and how it was a whole big thing and they thought banks were going to collapse and it was going to just be like this whole big thing and by that time the movie's over so then you got to watch it again and you've wasted now three out you know three hours of your life (laughs) just like what a horrible horrible saturday afternoon that is just 
too much work. So yeah, anything that it revolves around like that 1999, like that stroke of midnight 2000, you know, Y2K stuff, nobody ever talks about any of that stuff anymore because we all just kind of like moved on. It just, it, it just, yeah. did, it didn't have the impact that anybody thought it would like culturally or anything. Like it, it's not even like, hey, remember how crazy we were in in for Y two K? Like nobody talks about that really anymore. Did I ever tell you my Y two K plan? Oh no, no, please. I hope it involves a bunch of cans of beefaroni. Uh, no. Uh, if it happened, my whole plan was just to go to bed. <laughs> like if if everything shut down, I was just to be like, all right, I'm going to sleep. I'll just sleep through it. Yeah, yeah. They got scientists; they'll figure that out. I mean, they, they they can write a code to go in and change the like. If you went into the DMV, okay, hold on. Like, let, let's just break this down for a second. If you go into the the DMV, right, in two thousand one, right, and it says, oh, like you go in to get your driver's license or whatever, and it says you're negative one hundred and four years old. I'm pretty sure they could probably figure out that it was probably the Y two K bug. Yeah, and figure out that you are not, in fact, a Highlander. Right. Like, uh, I just, like, we, we really thought people were that dumb. That they would be like, I don't know. It's going to flag it and say that you're 106 instead of actually being, you know, 15 or whatever the shit. Like, what? Yeah. What? Come on. It says you're 85, not 15. I'm sorry. I can't do that. The the computers. Well, if it says I'm eighty five and not fifteen, then I'm gonna go buy some alcohol. Right. It's like I'm sorry. The computer says you're eighty five, and so I can't process this transaction. And you're like, like you you would feel. Although now I'm like I, I'm sitting here trying to say, well, people would have the common sense to realize that that's not right. But now I look outside and I'm like, well, maybe not. So maybe we were on to something that people are that dumb. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, so you'd have to explain like why 2K and why 1999 into 2000 was like such a big deal that turned out to not be a big deal at all. I did see though, by the way, and it really made me think um, those glasses that everybody wears on New Year's Eve that has the uh -huh. years like the 2000 to 2009 worked like, like those like th that was like the cash cow years like they were they were living right during those years and even 2010 was was okay because you could you could make it you know you just offset it a little bit and it's fine you put like a balloon on one side and put the two o's the two zeros as the eyes but like 2011 just really fucked shit up for the glasses manufacturer on new year's eve 2011 just came in like the Kool-Aid man and just like fucked shit up. Yeah. And we really haven't been in the same like, sense. Well, I mean, you know why they keep making those, right? Right? Because yeah, people are dumb enough to buy them. Uh, hold on, let's clarify this. White people are dumb enough to buy them. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, 2020 was a good one also because 2020 kind of brought it back where you could put the, the two zeros for the eyes, but 2021 back to causing havoc. But all right. Anyway, moving on. All right. We've, we've gone so far. All right. Tell me if this sounds familiar. The rife Voris draft, a psycho cult kidnaps a young girl to marry Freddie so that he can be reborn and take over reality. The girl's uh -huh. sister teams with a mysterious stranger from Freddy's past to resurrect Jason in hopes that he might stop Freddy and the cult. Sounds almost exactly like the Abernathy draft, which also yeah, sounded stupid. I feel like they say mysterious stranger from Freddy's past because for some reason they're too scared to write Nancy. Yeah. Let's see. I'll go to the I'll go to that page and I'll see the Rife Forest draft. Let's see if they humans the stories lead uh this is just this is terrible 
let's see. Owen J. Whitaker. This is, this is, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So here's this. It's not Nancy. You ready for this? This is the, this is the mysterious person from Freddy's past. Okay. Owen J. Whitaker shows up. Uh, the main character learns that Whitaker was the Springwood judge who forgot to sign the search warrant that allowed Freddie to walk free in 1968. Overcome with, overcome with guilt, he resigned his post immediately after and has dedicated his life to learning about Freddie in an attempt to stop him. You might well think of him as Elm Street's own Van Helsing, according to this book. Yeah, so that's that's the mysterious stranger from Freddy's past. What a weird deep cut for a like a powerful character. Like, can you imagine that reveal and how disappointed people would be? Yeah, that'd be real fucking dumb. The Elm Street Van Helsing. Like, <laughs> are you implying that there have been like other fucking killers? On, yeah. on Elm Street that he's murdered. Apparently and... so that's just such a weird like it's not like nancy's dad even or like one of the parents or it's just the judge like it's just uh, the judge and not even like the judge from who framed roger rabbit like the bad evil judge judge doom oh i I took it was a long way for that joke and i don't feel proud of it I'm here for you, buddy. I appreciate that. Like, just what a just a weird character that you never ever see on camera, and then he's like, "By the way, now I'm like the the anti Freddy, and I've devoted my entire life, even though there's been nine movies and you've never seen me." He, I guess he's working in the shadows. <laughs> that one's a stinker. Yep, stinker. All right. How about the Goyer Robinson draft? This one, this, you might you might be on board for this one. A yeah. psychic teenager helps police capture a Freddy copycat killer. She and friends then take a dream enhancing drug and head to Crystal Lake. Freddy, Jason, and the copycat all start to appear before them as dream and reality blend together. Yup. <laughs> I am so on board with that idea. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there's too much. I feel like I would leave unsatisfied from that movie. I feel like that that's just not what I'm looking for in a Freddy versus Jason movie. I don't know. I can't explain it. Like some of these, I just like, I can't explain it, but I'm just like, I just, I don't really like that. Like it just doesn't sound like if I'm in it for a Freddy versus Jason movie, you know, taking dream enhancing drugs and going to Crystal Lake just kind of isn't what I'm here for. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, that's just me. You know, I've got I've got real shitty taste, so it might just be me that I'm just closed off from what I think from what are good ideas, but I'm like now, I mean, now. I I think it could be hokey enough to work. That would yeah, it would have to turn into the skid and be like over the top, kind of like we know, like very tongue in cheek, like all right, like look, it's a stretch to get them together, but like we're doing what we can to get them together, and then like the fun stuff's gonna happen. I don't know, like that's what it would have to be. Yeah, I'm not gonna agree with that. I guess yeah, it it would have to embrace the like the madness, like kind of the over the topness, in order to kind of you know be as good as it could be. I guess. All right, how about the Abel Burger Draft? We're halfway through, by the way. The Burger Draft, okay. It's delicious. A young girl barely escapes attack by a Freddy copycat killer. She and friends then head to Crystal Lake where they're... The... Well, go ahead. Side note, is that our third copycat killer already? Uh, yes. It is. I thought so. Yeah. 
Uh, she and her friends then head to Crystal Lake where their drinks are spiked with a dream-enhancing drug. Freddy, Jason, and the copycat all start to appear before them as dream and reality blend together. See, like, there's so much of this where, like, they couldn't just let some of these ideas go. And Is that not the, the same one you just read? It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, instead, she's not a... She's not, in the first one, she was a psychic teenager that helped catch the Freddy copycat killer. In this one, a young girl barely escapes attack by a Freddy copycat killer, which I don't know how you could be a Freddy copycat killer because he attacks you in your dreams. So I don't know how like a normal person would do that unless they're just like in life. Like, I guess it's just a person with a razor finger glove. Yeah. Herbert Dinklemeyer. It's Herbert Dinklemeyer. He's coming to get you, uh, man. We need, I need to find that story again that that guy wrote for us because God, that yes, that good. that shit was tight. That shit was good. That's our fan fiction winner a million times over because he he actually wrote a Herbert Dinklemeyer origin story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just you like you can see like how how they're just. Like they 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 grab onto like one or two plot points that like that keep going draft to draft to draft to draft before they finally go away, and it's just like it's so weird the stuff that that they're just stuck on. It just it it it's weird to me like like now it's now it's the the Freddy copycat killer. Uh, and then going to Crystal Lake and and either taking drugs or getting drugged, and you know it's just like it's just these themes that that just continue like like that just hang around for a long time, even though the idea is not necessarily that great, and they're forcing it into other stuff, like other story that like could be really good because if you if you got rid of some of that stuff where you're like a young girl barely escapes attacked by a Freddy copycat killer, she and her friends then go to Camp Crystal Lake. Maybe they don't know that it's Camp Crystal Lake, but they're having like a party, like the like the cornfield party from the Freddy versus Jason that got made. Like they're trying to go calm her down and like so they're like, Oh, let's just go to this party. But they're partying at Camp Crystal. Like you could make that into something cool. Yeah. But you absolutely could. But then they're stuck on this, like, you know, this the, they they get spiked with this dream enhancing drug. Because what if, what if, like, okay, okay, I'm I'm gonna riff on this and I'm gonna turn this into a, a better idea, in my opinion. So Let's okay, you keep the beginning part where you're like she barely escapes the attack, right? And so then her and her yeah. friends go to this big party at Camp Crystal Lake because you know they're trying to like let's go have fun and forget about that and this and that. And they start drinking, and then, like, she starts talking about it. She's like, yeah, it was this guy in this, like, red and green ugly sweater with the with the razor fingers. And then somebody is like, oh, that was Freddy Krueger. And then he tells, like, the, the lore. And then as people start to pass out, because that's been in their brain, then they start to dream about Freddy Krueger, which gives him the power to come back. But they're at Camp Crystal Lake. Boom, there you go. Yeah, and I'm that, here for that. Like, like I, that's that, a movie I'd watch. Well, it's it's so much cleaner, and it's so it's so much simpler. Like, it, it it's a very like A to B to C. Like, it's a straight line. It's not this like oh well, you got to have their drinks spiked with this drug, and then reality and and you know the dream world kind of mush together, and you know they don't know if they're in reality or if they're hallucinating or whatever. It's like that stuff is it makes it so much more complicated than you're just trying to tell the basic story. Like, why complicate it so much and weigh it down? Like they're out at Crystal Lake partying. What happens when you're at Crystal Lake and you're partying? Jason shows up, but they've their mind has been poisoned with Freddy. So Freddy shows up and then they're basically in competition on who can kill the most people at this party. And then they start fighting each other. Like they right, like that should be pretty simple, but you got to complicate this shit. Everything has to be a, um, Everything has to be a big, like, well, the story has to be convoluted because if it's not, then, then what are we going to do? Yeah. Is this, is it, keep it simple. The best 
entries into these franchises are the simple like as soon as you can get the 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 iconic villains introduced and let them do their thing the better it is the longer you weigh it down with all this extra crap the worse the movie ends up being well we got to explain this and we got to get this in there and we got to do this and then we got to do this twist like no just just like give the people what they want that's all all right rant over the give us a movie yeah fox one two we got three more well we got four more kind of the verheiden draft a young girl begins having freddy nightmares after surviving an unexplainable massacre she and friends head to crystal lake while taking dream enhancing drugs for fuck's sake Freddy and Jason start to appear before them as dream and reality blend together. It's the same thing. No, no, dude. It's so different. If if you're going to have all of these different people, that's why they wasted so much damn money on this is they had 15 people write the same story 15 times. The same goddamn movie. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, in this one, instead of having the guy that already wrote that script, they're like, no, forget that one. Okay, do exactly what he did, but tra- change this one thing. No, 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 we don't like that one. Scrap that whole thing. Okay, you, third guy, instead of doing what the last guy did, do the exact same thing, but write it from the ground up. The exact same thing that he did, but change this one thing. That's why they're wasting so much money. Instead of picking somebody where you had an idea that you liked, but you just wanted to tweak a few things, like run with that person. Instead of scrapping the whole thing, burning it down, and starting over, but basically having the next person copy. What a what what a mess. Like, I started this thing, and I'm like, how hard could it possibly be to bring Freddy and Jason together? This is all a mess. No, no, I'm sure the last ones are going to be better. This one's actually, this is going to remind you, the next one's going to remind you of another horror franchise, Yeah, interestingly enough. The the Protosevich, Protosevich, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce these names, I'm sorry. Protosevich. Protosevich draft. A grad student writing about Freddy and Jason accidentally draws them to her. Research into her own past reveals a disturbing connection to both killers, which uniquely enables her to defeat them. Okay, so hear me out on this. All right. I don't like that premise for Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Do you know what I do like that premise for? What premise? A Ghoulies reboot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Basically, because it says she defeats both of them, and fuck that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just no. Well, it's very, it's very um, Candyman. Like, let's just throw yeah. that out there. Like, as soon as I read that one, I was like, okay, so they saw Candyman, and they were like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I do like the idea of like an outside person doing research, but like accidentally calling them forth you know like somebody uncovers a freddy krueger news article and unknowingly like is talking about it with their friends or whatever and like unknowingly brings them back like i think that's kind of cool um i don't i don't know about this whole like she has some connection to both of them i think that's a bit again unnecessary convoluted trying to force them together like, I don't know. I, I just, I, forcing, it, it's the same, like, I have that issue with the Freddy versus Jason that we got, like, with the, um, you know, trying to cross their backstories. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so forced and try hard and, and unnecessary. Well, oh my gosh, excuse me. Sorry. Um... While I agree with you, I thought that opening, like, 
I loved the opening scene about Freddie being, especially the line like "dying's not a problem, but being forgotten, that's a bitch." Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, like, I do like that. Like, I, and I kind of like how he basically is like, "You're gonna go to Elm Street, you're going to kill, and you're going to make people think it's me." Like, I, I like, I, I, I love it. I think that's clever, and I like that. I just like their, like. Eh. Anything where they're like, oh, well, well, Freddy's trying to take credit for drowning him or Freddy's trying to like do whatever in the in the camp, like crossing that stuff and like trying to retcon any of that, I think is is so pointless. And it comes off as cheap and pointless, like it's unnecessary. Like you can bring them together and not have to cross over their entire backstory. Just bring them together like they both know of each other because they both have spent time in hell. So they know each other and, and or they know of each other. And, you yeah. know, it's it, it, it's actually like it's a fine way. And like if you because there was a point where New Line had like. All of these horror because they had a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the same time. And I don't know if that was when they had. Halloween or not but like there was a big thing where like they could have gotten like it basically created like a Marvel type universe with all of these horror icons and Mm -hmm. like having an outside like a researcher is perfect for to be that person that bridges the gap between all of them and like creates that connection that's not otherwise there because you don't have to go oh well also uh, the counselor that was supposed to be watching Jason was also, um, you know, uh, the dude that left at the beginning of Halloween after banging his sister. Like, oh, it's all connected. Like, you don't have to connect all of them like no, you way really back. Don't. You don't need to. You can do it like in the moment and it's fine. Like you can bring in an outside character that does connect them. You don't have to force it that, oh, they've been connected all along. They just didn't know it. Like, that shit's dumb. Because it's it never holds up. It never holds up. <sighs> all right, we got, we got one more, really, but two more in the book. All right, fire away. The Bergantino draft. A treatment. I'm sorry, this one's a treatment, not a draft. Freddy devises a scheme to slaughter thousands of souls in a dream concert, which will empower him to enter reality. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 5's dream child pulls Jason into the dream world to prevent Freddy from accumulating this many souls. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Hate it. Hate it. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. It makes no sense. Like, it's just, it's all, it's unnecessary. Like, that's the key word that is in, like, every single one of these drafts or treatments or whatever. Like, there's so much that's just unnecessary. Like, it's pointless. Like, like it's just a bunch of extra crap that you don't need for the sake of, like... You know, they, they think it's cool that, that you're going to be sitting in the theater and be like, oh, I'm really impressed that they did that. But really, you're going to be like, well, that's stupid. It just all of these are so bad. But the, and the, the, the thing that kills me about them is like there's a little kernel of, of something good in each one of them. There's at least like one thing that I like out of just about all of them. But most of each one of these, I'm like, that's stupid. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. And the final entry. It's going to sound very familiar. Something about ham sandwiches. Oh, I wish. This one is going to sound also very familiar. The Shannon Swift draft. Let's go, Shannon. Fuck them up, Shannon. Fuck them up. Oh, wait. Hold on. We got to do it right. It's the... It's the... Shannon and Swift draft. 
All right. Yee! Even I felt bad about that one. All yeah, right, tell I me if this how that went. <laughs> tell me if this sounds familiar. Freddy resurrects Jason from hell and directs him to Elm Street with hopes he'll drum up enough new fear to bring Freddy back from obscurity. Jason is unable to stop killing, however, and the Titans wind up battling over who gets to kill Elm Street's youth. That's the one that actually got made. Mm-hmm. So the tenth draft that they commissioned was the one that stuck. And they created a five out of five movie. <laughs> no bias there at all. No. I mean, it's up there with some of my favorites. You know, the original Friday the 13th, which I consider a five out of five movie. Uh, Halloween Resurrection. It's up there with the greats, you really. Be fucking <laughs> Halloween Resurrection is terrible. Uh, it's, 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 for me, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. Like, I, I understand it's, it's a very not well made movie. It's not great. There's even parts where I'm like, this is fucking dumb. But you know what? It's goofy. It's stupid. It really, it really turns into that whole like live streaming internet stuff that I just can't help but love. Yeah, it's just like it's it's like it's a really 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 stupid kid that you're just like oh, like just oh, like that person's really really dumb, but they're sweet, and I I'm kind of I'm rooting for them, but they're dumb and I don't want to hang out with them all the time because it would it would aggravate me. But like you know I'm I'm, I'm rooting for them from a distance. That's all. Uh, yeah, there's not a single one of those drafts that I think was better than what we got. No, not at all. I think there are better unofficial pitches out there that are as good as or could be as good as. None of them were ever made, of course. So, like, it's hard to say that those would be better than anything that we actually got. But... Some of the ideas, like some of the pitches were pretty good. Um, but I just, yeah, with something like that, I just, I don't understand how, how you can make it so complicated where, oh, well, there's a giant cult and then they go kidnap somebody and then they bring her back to this cabin and then, but the cabin's at Crystal Lake and this and that. And it's like, fuck it, stop, like, stop. Like, it's not. It's not that complicated. I, I wish I on the soundboard I had the button that's just why does everything have to be so complicated? Because that's how I feel about these is, is you know, keep it simple. You know, why keep do we love stupid? Right. Why do we love Jason X so much? Because it's Jason in space just fucking killing people. Yeah. You, you know exactly what you're getting with that movie. Hey, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Do you want to watch the futuristic movie where Jason's in space? Yes, I do. Yeah. Five out of five stars. Actually, technically more like 10 out of five stars. Yeah. Well, they're space stars, so they're worth more. Oh, by the way, have you, uh, have you been, like, have you seen my Instagram story where I'm doing that 21 day or 31 days, the 31 day horror challenge through that one page. No. And I'm, po I'm posting the movie I'm watching every day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I meant to go to my archive, not my saved ones. That's all just Limp Biscuit memes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But Saturday it was, uh, the category was favorite sequel. So obviously Ooh. I put Jason X. Yup. And for some reason my rating didn't show up. So I had to make an entire another story <laughs> about it. And I said, for some reason, my letterbox score for Jason X didn't post. Never fear. It's a solid five out of five and you should definitely watch it. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't seen Jason X really needs to see it, especially right now. Cause it's Halloween season. So you have no real excuse not to. Facts. It's available. In the giant Shout Factory box set. We both have that. Yeah, which I think up until I, I saw it like a couple a month or so ago that you could still buy it on Amazon. Uh, yeah, they were. It was part of the it was down to 90 bucks. That's not for bad. the uh, sale 
the halfway or the Halloween, the Shocktober sale. That's yeah, what I was trying to think of that Shop Factory did. I love it. It's got reversible covers. It's 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 a good set. It's worth it. And go watch Jason X. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I we could do the uh, hypothetical question. Yeah, we can do it. Let's do the hypothetical question, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, damn it. I had a good one to ask oh. you earlier, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. Oh, maybe next oh. week. Oh, you got it? Okay, okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. You can do it. We'll do, we'll do mine next week. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what you got? And this isn't really so much of a hypothetical. It's more just a... And this is it might be a little like couple minute discussion. Um, for a hundred million dollars, you have to get up on stage and give a forty five minute talk about something. Ooh, what is it? Ooh, okay. Uh, you can't break. You can't like look at your phone. You just like we'll we'll say you're allowed. Actually, no, no prep time. Someone comes up to you and they're like, "Here's a hundred million dollars. You have to go out on that stage in front of ten thousand people and talk for forty five minutes." What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, I am talking about one of two things. Okay. I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I'm talking the title of my speech is called tongue punching fart boxes and you, um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm talking about one of two things. I'm either talking about, um, video games and their impact on my life. Okay. Like in in like a chronological way, because I could get now. Okay, do I have a timer that I can see? Um, so that like I know, say every every or, five minutes you get like a flash, like five minutes have gone by. Okay, so minutes. like okay, so like it, it would show me like the right like so like after ten minutes it would be like ten minutes, fifteen. Like yeah. it would give me like every five. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could totally do that. Okay, yeah. So either uh, the impact of video games on my life. Uh, and how it can relate to everybody else because no one wants to hear about me Uh, or the same thing with 80s and 90s and early 2000s pro wrestling. Okay. I could do that. I could do a, I could do an hour speech on both of those. I wouldn't even fair, stop at 45 fair, minutes. I, I would be like, you guys are getting free talking tos because, you know, it's just like, it's just like when, when, you know, football goes into overtime and you get free football. This is overtime that I'm just doing out of the goodness of my heart for you guys. <laughs> and a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, I could have gone the easy way and, and done a, um, cause I've done it before. Um, over 45 minutes with the uh how to start your or podcast 101 uh which i taught as a class for over 45 minutes but i'm not going to do that because that's low-hanging fruit i would do either uh video games or pro wrestling okay that's fair how about you um to take a twist on yours and actually i did actually pitch this when this conversation came up earlier between a dear friend of the show, Sean and I, um, where I said I would do my biography while, um, like my biography through professional wrestling. Okay. Like talking about like when I got into it, how it affected me, you know, the, the big swing in the nineties, uh, the fall off and kind of how I had a fall off in the early 2000s, getting back into it through um, relationships and friends and things like that. And through now where it's like one of the things I'm most passionate about, like I could definitely run that into 45 minutes to a point where I might have to be like, oh, yeah, it's we're at like 2017 and I still haven't even gotten to my second trip to WrestleMania, my first de- my first death match show or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, man. You are. What? What is going on with you? Fall, man. Yeah, I guess. Fall. I guess. Um, or uh, why I think horror is the most important um genre. It is. It is very important, and I I think it gets uh overlooked a lot unfairly. Yeah. Um. Oh shit! You know what I was gonna ask you too, but we ran out of time. 
um we maybe next week we can do a a really short um cuz they announced last month uh they announced the uh finalists for the toy hall of fame for this for 2022 and we need Ooh, to yeah it's we not definitely have it's, some fun with that. it's not scurry but we'll, we'll we'll have some kind of scary topic also to talk about that but uh, yeah, we can I'm in for that we can talk about that but let's all rejoice because i just got my email shipment notification that my no holds barred two-pack is in the mail and my friday the 13th vinyl got delivered but I was out when it got delivered to the office and it was closed by the time I got back. So I'll be sending you a picture of that tomorrow. Hell yeah. With that, yes, sir. that is all we've got for you this week. So be sure to tell us which Freddy versus Jason treatment or draft or whatever uh, you think or that you liked the best or if you hated them all like we did, you know, that's okay too. It's okay to hate things. As long as you don't hate everything, um, you know, that's fine. Um, share us with somebody that you like uh, or somebody that you don't. I don't care. Listens are listens. I will take it. Uh, if you want to support the show, help us grow and do more, uh, patreon.com slash tn2mpodnet. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you. Uh, Grab your hat, throw it in the air like you just don't care. Because, my friend. It's my favorite part. (laughs) And as, uh, you know, as always, if you want to join in the conversation, hashtag FWB podcast on all your social media platforms except uh, Truth Social. Uh, <laughs> is that even still a thing anymore? I think so. No, I think Parlor got shut down. I think Truth Social is oh. a thing still. Um, until next time, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. We're excited to come at you. We love Halloween season, and thank you for being our. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to touch on this real quick before we go. Marvel, we know you're listening. We know you need a director for Blade. May we suggest? A duo. Ooh. Chris and also Chris. I'm in. We're available. Our number, we'll, we'll lower it a little bit for you guys. Yes. Not too much, though. No. But and we'll, in the meantime, fair market value. Fair market. Thank you for being our friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs>